This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located at 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. Dracula's secret is coming to light. He's the one we've been searching for. I believe so. He will be a formidable opponent. <laughs> and as suspicion grows everywhere... I don't know why he's so interested in... In us. He'll do anything to protect the truth. Master, please let me kill her. Make her scream. NBC's Dracula. All new next Friday at 10, 9 Central. Welcome to the Dead TV Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the canceled TV shows in the horror, science fiction, and fantasy genres. I am your hostess, Mistress Seneca. And I am your host, Dr. Chris. And tonight's episode is Dracula, episode four. Mistress Seneca has the episode from Synopsis for us. Episode four, From Darkness to Light, originally aired November 15th, 2013. Grayson ruthlessly sets out to compromise... Lady Jane by winning her heart. Lucy's enthusiastic plans for Mina's and Harker's engagement party conceals a broken heart. Grayson's unexpected reunion with a very old friend proves a growing complication to his and Van Helsing's mission of vengeance. Van Helsing achieves a breakthrough in his efforts to enable Grayson to conquer sunlight, only to suffer an unanticipated setback. I think they keep typecasting this char- this actress Katie McGrath into roles uh, that she's going to get heartbroken over because she's in Slasher and she has her heart broken in that because her boyfriend's kind of a douchebag. And on, uh, I almost said Smallville, but uh, Supergirl currently where she plays uh, Lena Luthor, Lex Luthor's sister, uh, she's had her heart broken by uh, feeling betrayed by Supergirl and now by Jimmy Olsen. So she is the... Forever to be typecast as the heartbroken woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. In this episode, uh, we start out with three vampires on a train. But the, <laughs> vampires on a train, I don't think that's a movie that's been done yet. We've had snakes on a train and snakes on a plane and zombies on a train, but I don't think we've had vampires on a train yet as a we movie. Have, oh, wait a minute, did, did one of the Resident Evil... No, I... I, I Resident I Evil is vampire. Resident Evil is zombies, and and I just looked up on I on I just looked it up on IMDb. There is no such movie ever called Vampires on a Train. Ooh. There is zombies okay. on a train. There is snakes. There is birds. There is yeah, zombies on a train. There's strangers on a train. There's zombie ghost train. <laughs> There's uh the Horror Express. 
there's <laughs> it kind of goes on and on and on. We're not trying to yeah. Go it. But yeah, hey, that's a movie somebody needs to make. <laughs> <laughs> I remember well, there's a book, by the way. There is a choose your own adventure novel from the eighties. If anyone remembers Choose Your Own Adventure called Vampire Express. And in it, you meet you are you're on your way to go to some relative's house and you find out that there's a vampire on the train. And of course you have many different outcomes because it's choosing your own adventure. And, and, of course, a lot of them lead to your death. A couple of them lead to you turning into a vampire. Some of them lead to you being victorious over the vampire. But it is one of my favorite choose-your-own-adventure novels. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds like a pretty good one, actually. That's, that's one I would have read as a kid. Oh, yeah, I loved it. It, was really, it really terrified me, especially the ending where you're turned into a vampire because it's like it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, on the train here, uh, we do see Lady Jane in that tasty, tasty black long jacket. Oh my god, that's a great outfit. You could probably buy that on uh, Wish.com or Etsy or something. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, those pieces are, uh, you know, could be part of the Matrix type of fashion style. So yeah, I'm sure I could find one if I really care to get one. Thank God this was 10 years after The Matrix uh, Reloaded and Revolution came out in 2003 because we did not need more wire-stunting work every five minutes like we did with the subsequent superhero movies that would come out, or vampire movies like Underworld that would come out around the time of the three Matrix films. Dracula happens to point out that uh, the Order of the Dragon is more forward-thinking than he gives them credit for. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, Uh, at the time that women are basically nurses... Teachers, breeders, and whores, those are the four, unless you're the queen, those were pretty much the four professions of of women at this time. Yes, there was not a rash of females in the lead positions in medicine, as we talked about last week. Uh, Nurses. Nurses. Nurses, but no surgeons and doctors, you know, physicians. No, so I did leave one out. Unless I did say nurses, I I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, nurses, uh, pharmacists, innkeepers, barmaids, uh, seamstresses. What did I just watch? There was a seamstress. Uh, Oh, uh, did you see uh, the Frankenstein Chronicles? No, I hadn't. Oh, my God, it's excellent. It's on Netflix right now, the first two seasons. Uh, stars Sean Bean. Yes, he does die, mm-hmm. but he comes back. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he dies in almost everything. Yeah, well, it's good. Check it out. I think there's a third season uh, coming later this year. Finally, uh, excellent, excellent show. Very highly underrated. But uh, there's a seamstress in it. She's uh, she owns her own business. So, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, the only vampire to escape this brawl is Yosef, uh, which is Dracula's right hand man. A very ancient drac- uh, vampire. The uh, yeah, um, the uh, and there's and there's a funeral right in the beginning, which is the uh, to cover up the suicide by claiming it was a heart attack. You know, with Lord Davenport's uh, son, the fencing champion. Yep. You know, they played off his suicide because he was all heartbroken because his lover, uh, you know, uh, basically was killed by the Order of the Dragon. Sad. Lucy wants to plan the engagement party, but she feels like she is losing her best friend because of her bisexual tendencies towards Mina. Oh, that was so sad to watch throughout the episode. Eh. You know, it really pulled at you. 
Yeah, but what's coming up soon kind of negates all of that for me because I've seen every episode, so I'm not as I. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this like because I have this attitude because I know what's coming. I don't care. <laughs> uh, her feelings towards Mina don't seem to really have much hold for me when we when I know what's coming up with uh, Lucy, and it's not gotcha. it's not and it has nothing to do with her becoming a vampire either. By the way. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So no, I'll, I'll, I won't spoil it for myself no don't spoil it for yourself but i i don't care i i mean it, it's inter it was an interesting little thing but it's like oh wait really okay well you're a bitch um <laughs> uh we do Kowal have the vaccine kowalski what, what is the name of the vampire hanging out with drac right now kowalski kowalski oh uh yosef the the right hand guy his name is yosef right okay yeah i i just could not I'm not really great at writing these names down sometimes. Yeah, they're actually a little bit difficult to hear. Uh, my copy does not have subtitles, so I, I I couldn't exactly tell what Yosef's full name was, but he said it once. Um, uh, there's like in this in this episode there are a lot of experimentations. So we have uh, his Tesla coil thing being tested, and bolts go flying. Um, so narrowly killing uh, Mina. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Grayson had to huddle her and shield her from the bolts, and of course that embrace sparked up a little bit of um, familiarity, and you know, yeah, you know, saving someone's life, you know, that's kind of a big thing. But the next scene we have Mina in, she feels like Grayson's getting too close to him and Jonathan, and she's feeling kind of uh, smothered by him. Yes, it's those confusing emotions. Uh that kind of all of a sudden comes up out of nowhere. I mean, she that she seemed to be getting along with him pretty well. Yeah, I mean, there was hints of attraction uh, from her uh, after, like in the in the um, carriage ride. Yep, and uh, it, it seems like uh, we will get more of her attraction to Dracula in the next episode, which we will go over. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, Dracula's um, buddy compares Mina to his wife, and he's like, don't ever speak of that again. I'm only allowed to do that. And Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mina breaks into Van Helsing's secret lab and finds these slides that have moving cells, even though the slide has been nine years old. And it's not mentioned for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no repercussions. Okay. Now, we have to talk about Lady Jane in that black and red dress going to the mud show. You know, the mud fight. Yeah, they, um, Drac stands her up at dinner because he knows that she's part of the Order of the Dragon and she's the vampire hunter, which, by the way, makes her the dumbest vampire hunter on the face of the planet Earth. Oh, awesome. Like, amazingly stupid. Just, she hasn't passed mean, she by a mirror and this, seen She is banging this guy, and it's like, okay... Buffy and Angel were not banging each other's brains out before she found out that he was a vampire. She found out he was a vampire, and then they had sex. And all they did was kiss, and then he vamp faces out, and she discovers that he's a vampire. And she is sleeping with this guy and letting him diddle her. And it's like, are you kidding me? There's going to be something that's going to like pique your interest to figure out that this guy is the vampire you're trying to find. And they go to this uh, all-female mud show, <laughs> mud wrestling... <laughs> Very rowdy, very adrenaline-filled. Oh, the, the way that they had cut those scenes together, 
it was very titillating. I I will say that. And it transitions into a, a Lady Jane sex scene. Mm-mm. Um. <laughs> he pulls her thighs around her, around him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In certain scenes, I thought Mina looked like Rachel McAdams. Really? Yeah. I think this actress looks a lot like Rachel McAdams. Hmm. I just got done watching Spotlight before I watched it, so... And she's in Spotlight. Oh. Okay. Your your brain is playing that trick on you. Maybe. I just... I don't know. Maybe that's what I see. Um, what's funny, again, Mina being the student of Van Helsing, it's actually... Um, uh, Stewart is the uh, student of Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Renfield is their patient, but of course that's not in this version. Renfield doesn't trust Dracula's guest. Dracula sends his guest to kill Lady J, but then he kills the, his guest to make it look like he's a hero in front of Lady J. A brilliant move. Absolutely brilliant. I, I mean, you're sacrificing your friend, which doesn't really work out in today's you know, strategy and plot line. He doesn't really need him. The Order gets an ancient vampire that they can blame all of those... Uh, outcroppings of, of vampires on, and he gets to look like a hero. It's a win-win-win. Love it. The Order of the Dragon then kidnaps Renfield. Yeah, right off the street. Right off the steps. Um, it's like the he was helping to lift up a baby carriage with a woman, and she shoots a glance to the side, you know, to for to warn him a little bit that you know someone's there, and. Uh, he tries to defend himself, he gets taken away, and then subsequently will get tortured. And that's, that's in the per, next episode. And yeah, and that's pretty much it for this episode. <laughs> the story was enthralling to me at this point, and at this point in the series, I have enough knowledge on the characters and what's going on that I didn't want to stop at, this epi- at, at the second episode that we're going to uh, play here. I wanted to keep going because I wanted to see what the outcomes of the everything is so it's getting really exciting yeah i'm enjoying this we're gonna take a quick break and then uh we'll be back with the next episode of dracula series the devil's waltz here on the dead tv podcast let's get started shall we who does alexander grayson love his spell is finally taking hold I have the most perplexing dream. The maniacs can see. But one extraordinary moment will change everything. NBC's Dracula. And we're back with the Dead TV Podcast with episode 5 of Dracula. Episode 5, The Devil's Waltz, originally aired November 29th, 2013. Mina Murray and Jonathan Harker's engagement ceremony takes place. Something pushes Mina to have second thoughts. Van Helsing continues his studies to make Alexander walk in the daylight. Jane Weatherby is becoming suspicious about Mr. Grayson. One thing I want to point out about the preview is that they they end the preview with Jonathan getting his throat slit, and it's like, that wasn't going to... I mean... Well, they have to make you think it's going to have a different effect so that when you actually see it... It's therefore surprise. Off that early in the show, I mean, Jonathan doesn't die in the novel to begin with. He dies in the sequel, by the way. 
uh, written by Dakar Stoker, uh, Bram Stoker's great-great-grandnephew, uh, Dracula the Undead. No, like, those types of misleading edits to put together for a promo, it will it is to give that impression that something outrageous is going to happen. And, you know, it doesn't. Never does. So we opened this episode on a fantasy sequence. Fantasy. Mina and Grayson entangled, you know, wanting to snog all over each other. Yeah, um... <laughs> it's, some, it's some pretty hot and heavy emotional and sexual, sexual dream-like state that when you first get into it, you don't know that it's a fantasy dream. And then you kind of realize that this 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 is a bit odd. This is out of step, and then oh, that's because it's a dream. Aha! I don't know. It it, it uh, I, I just episode five of the series. I would have think that would have been too soon for that type of sequence to take place. I don't know. Uh, Lucy, all throughout this episode, is is still feeling quite a, a way about Mina. You know, she's sadly preparing all of the. Engagement party preparations, making it outrageous because it's her friend, but she's very saddened about it because, you know, her friend will no longer be imaginatively available in her mind. Even though Mina was never available to her because she wasn't bisexual, um, Lucy is mourning the loss of a potentiality that she only had in her head. You know what's funny? The actor Robert Bath, uh, Bathurst, 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 Robert Bathurst, who plays uh, Lord Thomas Davenport, um, was in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, you know the also of course uh, one of the those generals, British, one of those British actors who uh, was in uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> well, you know the uh, General Shaw in this uh, in this series, he. I recognize his face because he came from uh, one of the one of my favorite science fiction series, Babylon Five. Oh, so neat. he was in the Babylon Five Crusade. Someone said Babylon Five is like celebrating its anniversary this year. It's twenty five years of Babylon Five. Is that true? I loved Babylon Five. I mean, I I don't know the dates, so <laughs> don't quote me on that. But I love Babylon Five. I actually have a display in my living room filled with Babylon 5 autographs and I have an, a fully signed as much as I could as possible fully signed Babylon 5 European calendar oh and it, like it is the piece de resistance for my collection I tried watching Babylon 5 I could only I, I couldn't get past the first episode too political uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to get into it. Maybe I tried watching it when I was too young. Maybe I'd give it another try now, but there's too many other things I'm I'm into that, to watch or whatever, so it it would be a long, long time before I really get into it. Oh, yeah. And his name is uh, Peter Woodward. That actor. Dracula notices Renfield missing, and we switch to Renfield being captured and tortured. Uh, then we also, of course, get the origin story of how Dracula met Renfield on the train. Two episodes back-to-back involving trains. One with vampires, one with cowboys. <laughs> both just as ridiculous. Yeah, because Dracula's not <laughs> and both being ending a, in a fight. Dracula's not being an American while he's on the train. He's being, you know, his 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 own self, 
and uh, but he encounters a couple of uh, you know Americans basically look like cowboys. Yeah, so so Grayson was doing the English accent on the train, but he was still using the name Grayson. Right, so he's basically using his real voice. Okay, yeah. How Renfield kind of comes to be, you know, in this whole situation, it's like Renfield was actually just volunteering information to Grayson and then giving him a warning that they plan to kill him, mm-hmm. and he gets beaten up at, uh, near to death for doing so. Uh, in upon which time that uh, Grayson just slaughtered everyone in the room. And Renfield's already a lawyer right now, which is very unusual profession for uh, a black man to have at this time period. Yeah, in the 1890s. Yeah, so when he introduced himself as R.M. Renfield Esquire, I'm like, Esquire? But, really? Um, and then they go into it. I was trying to look up who the first black lawyer was. It was Macon, 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 I, I don't know. Bowling Allen. Um, he became, he was elected to the probate court judge in 1874. So after the Civil War, obviously. He died in 1894. Um, but uh, he was a lawyer and a judge in Boston. Wow. Which, that makes complete sense. Post-Civil War, a lot of uh, people of color moved uh, further north to get away from the south when they got their freedom so they could get a better opportunity. And Boston, I mean, Massachusetts has always been very progressive when it comes to being, you know, black or gay or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He actually moved to Maine to study law in the 1840s. Awesome. But he got his license to be a lawyer in 1844, and he is considered to be the first black attorney. So actually before World uh, World War II, before the Civil War, he became an attorney. Pretty cool. And then he became Love a it. judge after the Civil War. Yeah, so in this episode, Renfield gets fucked up. Yeah. Oh my god, the torture that they're doing to this guy. They mess him up pretty badly. Yeah, like cuts on his arms that they rub salt in, some nail uh, needles or implements underneath his fingernails, at least. I mean, he had evidence of all kinds of bludgeonings, sliced wounds. I can't imagine having uh, salt rubbed into a wound. I mean, but I have felt it before, something like that. Like I've accidentally grabbed something with salt in it. I, I do a lot of kitchen cooking, so I have definitely had uh, salt in, you know, a slight knife cut. Does not feel good, no. And but after about the sting lasts maybe five or so seconds, so I think they got the timing on that scene perfectly well. You know, the the timing of his scream and then when he settles down into it. You know, my opinion on torture. You know? <laughs> Is this how you would torture somebody? Me personally, no. Oh. Uh, I I don't think I would do anything that would potentially leave blood traces behind. It would be a, merely a bruisings and probably electricity type of torture. Mm. Mm, I love electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular device you would use for electricity? Well, I love using TENS units just in generally, but if you're using it for torture, uh, a good stun gun uh, and tasers. 
you know, tasers are the more potent ones that, that shoots out the projectile at the victim. And stun guns are great because they make the, a large crackling sound. Uh-huh. And it is an intense single point of electricity between two contacts. Uh, both of those make very effective uh, fear devices as well as being uh, shocking to the system. Interesting. Yeah. You just don't use them around uh, anywhere that will cross the heart if you don't want to kill them. And make sure that uh, to use it on only extremities if they have something like a pacemaker. You don't want the electricity to run anywhere between uh, the heart so that you could possibly uh, set off the the rhythm of your heartbeat wrong. And you don't want anything to happen that could intend and potentially kill you. Extremities probably stay away from the head. Yeah, common sense brain. Jonathan is beginning to sound like an asshole. He doesn't want anything to do with his old friends. He's getting accustomed to the lifestyle that uh, being employed by Dracula is giving him. Yeah, he's really diving into the sin. Really. Uh, another thing is, uh, by the way, uh, in the in the book, just to compare it to, um, D- Renfield is a lawyer too, by the way. That's not a new profession for him, uh, being a lawyer on the show. Oh yeah, he was he was standing in. Um, you know, he had been making all sorts of legal things throughout the entire show, but it it was in this episode stated that he did pass the bar exam in uh, I believe it's Alabama. Well, what I mean is that in the novel, um, he was a lawyer that went ahead to uh, help uh, Dracula, but then he was driven insane. And Dracula turned him into his bug-eating little, you know, bitch. Um, in the movie uh, starring Bela Lugosi from the nineteen from nineteen thirty one, he is the person who meets um, Dracula to uh, acquire Carfax Abbey and uh, replaces Jonathan Harker. Dracula would meet Jonathan Harker at the uh, the opera later on, but in the novel, of course, it's Jonathan Harker that meets Dracula. Uh, it's implied that it's Renfield in a story called Dracula's Guest, which I adapted into a short film as well. Uh, so like a prelude to the comic book slash movie that I was planning on doing with the gender swap of Dracula. And that's awesome. So the uh, my version of Renfield um, is seen in a little short film you can watch on YouTube called Dracula's Guest. It's free. It's black and white. And then uh, she uh, reappears later on in my comic book, uh, like, whacked out of her gourd in a straitjacket, looking at a spider coming down to her as she's about to eat it. Dracula would eventually, she would also do something really dumb, which, of course, would uh, lead Van Helsing and the vampire hunting uh, trio that that she, excuse me, has gathered to Dracula. And Dracula would be fed up with Renfield and snap her neck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my version of Renfield is not quite like the same uh, progressive version of Renfield in this show. My progressive, my, my, my progressive attitude towards this comes with the fact that all the main characters in my version of Dracula are women now, so they occupy very dominantly male roles. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and for African-American characters, Van Helsing um, is black. Uh, she's a uh, doctor, uh, you know, just dabbled in the occult. Uh, but she's our one uh, African, you know, African British, excuse me, character in my version of Dracula. That's awesome. <laughs> so you have a black woman leading a trio of vampire hunters who are white to fight Dracula and her husbands, who one of which is also black. So there is one of the black character in my story. Um, 
but I decided I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make Drac. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna make Renfi. Uh, ah, I'm gonna make Van Helsing modeled after Gina Torres's character from Firefly, Zoe. Hmm. Okay. Uh, space All cowboy. Right. Uh, excuse me, space cowgirl. <laughs> I get it. I can get. It. So she has that kind of look about her. She has that. She has a cowgirl kind of look about her. She's got Gina's hair. Um, kind of the red hair, sweet face, uh, touch of innocent, touch of naughty. Did Gina Torres and Firefly have red hair? Oh, no, dude, Zoe, Zoe, sorry. Zoe, 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 not the, yes, not the mechanic. Yes, the, the, the statuesque. Yeah, she was uh, the uh, husband, sorry, husband, she's the, the wife of the pilot, played by um, Alan Tudyk. Wash, yeah. Yeah, who gets killed in the, the movie. Okay, yeah, I I had a different actor. Oh, you're mind. thinking of, yeah, you're thinking of uh, Jewel... The uh, the mechanic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Different character. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now, in the speech that Jonathan makes, he says how Mina can't be forced to do anything, and how she's yeah, free, has independent thought and whatnot, and. Then he goes on to say that he wanted to thank his employer. By giving him the honor of the first dance. Now he just said that he, she that he couldn't force her to do anything. And what does he do? In not a, se- a sentence later, is he forces her to dance with Grayson. And this is awkward for both of them because they're both hiding feelings for one another. And in this moment, it is come becoming apparent that this is kind of an issue highly inappropriate and everyone starts feeling awkward and uncomfortable and uh so when jonathan cuts in uh to of course dance with his soon-to-be bride fantasy scene of the slashing throat that we saw in the promo but ba tease yeah that uh i don't know it just seemed like that was like too soon for a show that was obviously planning on going multiple seasons yeah yeah but, you know, you've got Van Helsing, so you know, maybe you could just doctor him up or something. <laughs> what? I, I didn't get that. What do you mean? Oh, they have Van Helsing, so um, I thought if that were to be a non-fantasy event, then Van Helsing would save Jonathan's life by repairing his throat. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no. just doctor him up a little. No, probably not. I mean, he he was bleeding a lot in that fantasy. He he would have been dead. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, TV has certain flexibilities. Okay. I do love the thing that uh, but I also Grayson think actually that, uh, says. That that cut would have cut his vocal cords. Jonathan would have been like mute for the rest of the show. I don't know. I mean, they could play it off like that, or they could play it like it just seemed like it was a deeper cut than it was. Mm. Yeah, I think they would. I'm sure. Th- I, I'm sure if they wanted to, they could have gotten around it. Maybe, but I'm glad it was a fantasy sequence. Me too, me too. <laughs> Jonathan's got longevity on the show, uh, even past its uh, cancellation, the, the plot line they would have had going with him. So. Yeah, and uh, then Renfield is in recovery, and the, the line that I love that Grayson said to him is, um, you know, Renfield is potentially going to work for him, and he says, I need... You know, trust the person. Uh, the the person that I work for has to trust me. And then he says, "Then you shall know all my secrets, and your life will 
uh, never be the same. And Renfro says, is that a promise? And in my mind, I was thinking, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> he um, definitely uh, was going to, yeah, he reveals that, you know, the whole thing about, like, him being a vampire. And so obviously Renfield probably doesn't blink an eye about it. I mean, yeah, um, he knows there's something otherworldly about this man, so, and he wants in on it. Um, Drac nursing oh, Renfield this... back to health while Mina dreams of Dracula once again. Yeah, and the scene where Dracula saves Renfield from the torturers, oh my god, that was a good scene. Yeah, he uh, definitely makes short work of all of them, including the lead torturer woman. Who is that actress, by the way? Uh, let's see. I didn't even get her name, that's the other thing. I cannot remember yeah. her name ever being mentioned, so... It, it wasn't. Okay. I, I rewound the conversations that she had at the dinners, and and, and her name was not said. So is she just like torturer, kidnapper? Is that is that what she's listed at on IMDb? Maybe it's a fair, a character called Vera Markham, played a... by Melanie Jessup. There's no picture. Okay, then yeah, it might be her. So who knows? Not a big deal, but she's like you know, like three different scenes in the episode. So you think you know, and she of course keeps repeating the line, "Who do you love? Who do you love?" Um, that's that's all I kept thinking of every time she. Who does Dracula love? Himself. <laughs> Who does Dracula love? And in that in that um, moment where Renfield is laughing hysterically, and I thought for a second that he was going to say, "Who does Dracula love? Dracula loves me," and then snap of a head, you know. <laughs> but that would have been too cheesy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it for my notes for this episode of Dracula, episode uh, four and five. I think both episodes just kind of breeze through. Uh, we didn't uh, have uh, a lot to talk about, but just enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I as I said, I enjoyed watching these. I got really into it. I uh, wanted to see the next episode right away. Um I didn't. I held off. But uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. The story is picking up. I'm I'm digging it. Kind of wondering where this whole Order of the uh, the Dragon's going to wind up. <laughs> well, we never find that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, watching Constantine, and then you're you're ramping up for a big baddie, and it never shows. Right. Well, that's pretty much it for these two episodes of the uh, two episodes that we cover Dracula for the episode of the for the Dead TV podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, you can check us out on Twitter, Christy S-A-V and Ellie Kinky, and our Facebook page, The Dead TV Podcast. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, The Dead TV Podcast. If you could, that would be fantastic. Suggest share this with friends and family that might be interested in Dracula's series as well as any of the other shows that we have covered. Did you have anything you wanted to say? <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone.